words appear sequentially. Crime Crushers. Featuring Donna Judd, more words appear. Brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? A VIP Tech Production. Episode 4 The Chocolate Chip Cookie. Welcome to our weekly show, The Crime Crushers. This week we have a very light, not light-hearted, but sort of entertaining in a way, mystery for you. This mystery is called The Chocolate Chip Cookie. The scene of the crime is one where we come and find that the judge's home office is in total disarray. His desk was in total chaos. His chair was set on its side. There seemed to have been a huge struggle. And the judge was found lying on the floor between his desk and the door. He had been badly beaten and he was bleeding profusely. He had sustained blows to his head and facial area, and there were a lot of bruises on his knuckles. A baseball bat was found close by, and there was blood spattered on the walls and on the carpet, and a trail of blood leading past the door of his office. This trail ended at the front door of the judge's home. There was also a large shoe print going in the same direction, and there were some large pools of blood also found in the office and outside of the office door. And there were some dog's paws intermingled in the pools of blood. The judge was unconscious. And according to Dr. Shea, here's what she feels the murderer did or what made him do it. He did it because he felt the perfect location would be the judge's office. That's where he thought the crime should be committed. And the perfect occasion to commit this crime was when no one else was home. The victim's reason for being at his home office at that particular time, it was the judge's night to stay at home and catch up with his work. Now let's go to part two, and I will make a slight correction here that the judge has not yet been murdered in our story. The judge was found unconscious. So the motive for this crime is that recently the judge had handed down a decision in a case where the defendant did not like the decision and decided to take matters into his own hands. We know that Marcello Cantelli had recently put out a hit on the judge's life. And here's what our investigation has uncovered. Judge Brent DeVries had recently sentenced Marcello Cantelli to life in prison. Cantelli had murdered Angelo Santano while he slept. He had murdered him while he slept. He had also shot Angelo's wife and 
she was left paralyzed from the waist down. The judge had ordered Cantelli's organization to pay the sum of $5 million to Angelo's widow and two young kids. Cantelli had sent a hitman to kill the judge on that fateful night. The judge's wife had returned home to find their dog Chocolate Chip in an uproar. She was barking loudly and she was prancing around on the front lawn, which was quite unusual for a quiet dog like Chocolate Chip. She was normally calm and this was very unusual for her. Jill found the front door unopened, which was quite unusual because her husband Brent never left the door open. Chocolate Chip rushed past Jill and started down the hallway towards the judge's office and Jill followed. And there she stood, started to cry and moan. And the judge's wife, Jill, found her husband, the judge, lying on the floor, bleeding profusely. She immediately called 911. As far as the suspects are concerned, this case is not one where you have more than one suspect. It was Marcello Cantelli's hitman. Judge Brent DeVries had sustained a lot of injuries. He had a fractured skull, a broken right cheekbone, three broken ribs, and a broken right kneecap. So you can see that he was very badly beaten up. The judge had been in great physical shape. He played hockey three times a week. This is probably how he managed to put up a struggle of his own and inflict some injuries on the suspect. This is how we think it was done. The man had entered the judge's home via the back door. He accosted the judge in his office and the two had fought. And he had managed to bash in the judge's face, fractured his skull and break some of his ribs and also broke his right kneecap. In turn, the judge had managed to deliver some blows of his own. He had managed to break the attacker's nose and damage his left eye. He had left the judge for dead, but on his way out, he was attacked by the judge's dog, Chocolate Chip. The dog had bitten the attacker on his right hand, and the attacker had trailed blood all the way to the front door. Coincidentally, he had sought treatment at the same hospital to which the judge was taken. He had told the medical staff that he had been robbed and beaten, and he had also told them that his attackers had let their dog loose on him and this is why he had that dog bite. The man was treated and bandaged and sent to a room for overnight observation. However, once in the room on his own, the man called Cantelli and told Cantelli what had happened. Cantelli sent another man to help get him out. This other man had worked as an orderly at the hospital, so he had no difficulty getting Judge DeVries' attacker out of the hospital. He did this by using a laundry cart to take the hitman out of the hospital. He took the hitman to Cantelli, because Cantelli was still 
you know, on bail waiting to be sentenced. And Cantelli sent him to his doctor who treated his injuries. And the hitman was told to return to the hospital and finish off what he started, that is to kill Judge Brent DeVries. He returned a week later to do this, but was caught in a very strange way. Okay, we're now on to part three. This case isn't really an open and shut case as to whether the suspect that we have in mind is going to be caught or not. You know what the crime scene is, you know, the Judge Brent DeVries' office where everything is in total uproar, his desk is in chaos, the chair is on its side, the judge has been found lying on the floor between his desk and the uh, door of the office. The judge has been badly beaten, fractured skull, bashed in face, broken ribs, a broken right kneecap, but the judge also delivered some blows of his own. And the judge has been taken to the hospital, the same one at which the attacker sought treatment after he sustained some blows from the judge and was bitten by the judge's dog, Chocolate Chip. Jill, the judge's wife, came home to find her husband there, lying on the floor unconscious, and it was Chocolate Chip who led Jill to her husband's unconscious body. Let's go to part four, and before you start to make up your mind as to who has done it, because you have almost everything at hand to do that, let's ask some questions that will help you to determine who has done it. Okay, who would be in the best position to catch the hitman? Who do you think would be? And who would be in the best position to identify the hitman? How could the hitman have been identified? Let me give you some revelations or additional revelations before we solve this mystery. After his attack, Judge Brent DeVries had been hospitalized for two weeks so that he could receive treatment in order for him to get back on his feet. For the first few days, they did not allow any visitors except for his wife, Jill. After this, friends and family came to visit, including Chocolate Chip, and the judge wanted her to come so that she could stay with him, and Jill allowed Chocolate Chip to stay overnight, once or twice, with the judge. Jill usually brought Chocolate Chip after supper and allowed the dog to wander in and out of the judge's room. Very soon, all of the staff on the floor where the judge was came to know Chocolate Chip and they came to like her very much. And they then nicknamed her Chocolate Chip Cookie. On a pre-designated night, Marcello Cantelli's man made his move. He had help from the same one that had rescued him from the hospital when he sustained his injuries from the judge. He noted the sleeping habits of the judge, and he made his plans. He planned that he would sneak into the judge's room just before dawn and sneak a pillow over his head, thus suffocating him. All went as planned, 
but at the very end, as always, something did go wrong. Cantelli's man bored his friend's orderly's uniform and put it on. As the clock struck one, the hitman made his move. He started to walk noiselessly along the hallway, but just as he went to slip through the door of the judge's room, his luck changed. So, who do you think identified the hitman? Who could have known the hitman? It was Chocolate Chip who identified the hitman. On that fateful night, Chocolate Chip did not want to leave the judge's room. When it was time to go, she put up a bit of a fuss and cried and hemmed and hawed, so Jill decided to let her stay. And she would come back and get her the next morning. Chocolate Chip was wandering around in the hallway when the hitman approached, and she immediately recognized him. At first, the dog waited to see what the hitman would do. But when she saw him about to enter the judge's room, she made her move. She began to growl and bark loudly and her noises were heard down the hall and almost everywhere on the floor. As staff came running, she pounced. Chocolate Chip jumped on the man and tore his shirt away. The hitman was wrestled to the ground and the police was called. He didn't put up a fight. He told everything. So there you have it. It was Chocolate Chip, a.k.a. Chocolate Chip Cookie, who identified the attacker. The judge lived, and everything in this episode ends nicely. Thank you for tuning in with us this week, and thank you for having been with us. We enjoyed your company, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Words appear sequentially. Crime Crushers Featuring Donna Jordan